Thank you for joining Infusion with Lady Potters. All right, it is another time for us to get together. Grateful, amen, thankful. It is a new season. It is a new day. All things are going to be new. We're going to be talking about this week on our infusion session is new season. It's the new thing. And I don't know about you, but there are times in my life I need to experience things that are new because sometimes we get over into ruts, we get over into the same old, same old, but God is calling us to step forward continually. He's calling forth growth into our lives. And unless we continue to grow, we will be stagnant and we will always be the same. And so I am longing for, amen, things that are new and changing, not just anything, but we're talking about the things of God. We talk about our lives, amen, the seasons in our lives. They do change. And if you want change, Change is inevitable. It will happen. And I messed that word up, but listen, I'm going to say it again. Change is here for all of us. Change is here. God is calling for us to all change because if we never change, we can never grow and be all that we need to be. We can never grow. You know, just think about a baby. When, if a, when a baby is born, you don't want the baby to remain the same. For, from year after year after year. You know, the first year of the baby's life, it, it's, it's wonderful. You know, you, you enjoy your baby. You enjoy holding your baby, caring for your baby, feeding your baby. But as the years go on, you desire for the baby to grow up. It's time to grow up. There's things that have to change. And so we're going to be talking about change. And I'm going to make a statement, and I really want you to zone in to what I'm about to say because God is calling for change. He's calling for all of his people to step up and to continue to grow, grow, and grow in the things of him. It's, it's, it's time out to be childless. It's time out uh, to continue on in the, in the same old patterns and, and same old things you know, that we're just used to. But it's time to make a difference. Let me make this statement. You can't be who you were and who you are at the same time. I'm going to say that one more time. You can't be who you were and who you are at the same time. You have to give yourself permission to grow. I'm going to give you an example. If you were a liar before you came into the knowledge of Christ, and now you are in Christ Jesus, and all things the Bible says, uh, the Bible says that all things have become new when we give our lives over to Christ, you can no longer be a liar and a Christian all at the same time. Y'all hear me? Come on, you're going to have to make, you got to make a choice. Either you're going to be a liar, or you're going to be a, a, a Christian and tell the truth. Let me give you another illustration. If you were a woman or a male and you were promiscuous or always um, yielding to the deeds of your flesh, uh, whether it be fornication, whether it be, um, you know, just yielding to things uh, uh, that your flesh enjoyed, uh, let's say, um, 
things of your 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 carnal nature. Uh, the the carnal man loves the fleshly things. But now you in Christ Jesus, you can't continue on in that old pattern and say that you are a believer and just keep allowing the the old patterns and the old deeds to just continue on in the new way, in your, in, in your new man. I'm going to say the new you. Those things cannot mix. Either you're going to be a yes for God or no and yes to the enemy. You can't serve two masters, the Lord says. You're going to have to pick and choose. Either you're going to go ahead and submit and yield to your flesh, or you're going to go ahead and submit and yield to, to the Father God and yield to the Spirit of God that will allow you to grow and to be all, and to be like him. And so it's possible because God would never require something of us that he has never conquered. Uh, when Jesus walked the earth, he walked as a mere man, and therefore he was tested in all areas and walks of life. But yet he was able to conquer without sin. You know, and thank God for the grace of God, but we can no longer allow the grace of God to just be an excuse for us to make mistakes and then say, I'm going to make a mistake, but yet I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We want to have a heart that wants to please God. So it's time for us to grow. Amen. Today is the day for us to grow up in the things of God. Sometimes we must be willing to let go of some things so that we can grab a hold to the newness of life that God has in store for us. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But one thing, if we keep dipping and diving in the old, we cannot receive the new, those things that God has prepared for us. You know, we slow things down. We slow our, our, our blessings down. We slow those things down that God has prepared. But let's talk about things that are new because I, I'm thinking about when I first got my brand-new car. I tell you, that brand-new car smelled wonderful. It was fresh. It was new. I was happy. It was shining. Everything was wonderful. It was great. And according to Second Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And so God, if you've given your life over to God, he has created you to be a new person, a new being. However, what we have to do is transform our thinking. And how do we transform our thinking? By getting into the Word of God to find out, how does God think of me now since my life has changed, since I have given him everything and I'm ready to work out, the Bible said, work out your salvation. You're going to work out some things. You've got to work out some things to work some things new into your life. Work out that old, old way of doing things. Come on, we're going to work those things up and out of our lives so we can work the things of God into our lives. It's like reprogramming. You have to reprogram your system. You know, there are times we we have to update our computer systems because there are new things that are coming aboard now. You know, those old things, those old updates, they no longer apply to the newness that, that is 
that is before us. And so just like the things of God, God wants us to update. And when we get into his scripture, we get into his word, we are updating our spirits. We are updating our mindsets. We are updating, and we're seeing it the way that he sees it. Come on here. We are seeing it the way that he sees it. I want you to say out loud, new season. It's a new day. All things are new in my life. And I'm going to tell you something about new. When when something is new, you have a sense of refreshing. And so God wants to refresh your life. He wants to refresh your life. And so what we want to do is we we must understand uh, um, that God is a God of change. He's a God of mercy. Come on here. Now, he's not going to thump us across the head if we slip and make a mistake. But where we go wrong is if we continue to make that same mistake over and over and over again, then we need to stop and we need to think about some things. Either we're not as serious as we need to be about God and about what he wants us to do or about living for him, or we just playing around. But there's no time to play around. The time is of the essence. There's a cost of looking back. I want to read Philippians 3.13. It reads like this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, Paul is saying, no, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. So it's important. If all things is new, then you're, you're switching positions. You're letting those things that are behind you stay behind you. And what you're doing is refocusing your thoughts, your mindset, the way you do things to look ahead of you. There is a cost for looking back. And I'm going to tell you and just remind you about Lot's wife. I don't know if you understand, if you remember the scripture, Genesis 19 and 26. Lot uh-huh, was uh, a relative of Abraham, and they were coming out of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was a city that was filled with lots and lots of uh, perversion and uh, just a whole lot of things that were going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, there were sexual sins, uh, uh, just things just just didn't line up with the with the word of God. People were living according to their flesh, enjoying the deeds of their flesh, not being mindful of the things of God, turning their backs on the promises of God, just not listening. And so um, God delivered Lot and his wife and their children out of that sinful city. But what Lot's wife failed to do was to look ahead of her. But what Lot's wife, and, and they really didn't give her a name. They just called her Lot's wife, his wife. She was remembering the things of old, and she did never wrap her heart and her mind around the newness. She never wrapped her heart and her mind around the new season that God was preparing for her and her husband and her family. But instead, she kept remembering what she had in the past, which was not really anything. 
but she kept remembering those things of old. And what happened was, and the Lord instructed Lot and his family to not look back. He gave them a divine order. He said, do not look back behind you. I am delivering you from old stuff. I'm delivering you from sinful things. I'm delivering you from your flesh. I'm delivering you. But she decided that she needed to take a look back just one more time. And when she looked back that one time, that one time was one time too many. And she was never able to go forward again. The scripture says she turned into a pillow of salt. Wow. You know it's possible for us to, you know, we do make mistakes, but sometimes when a mistake keeps being a mistake, it's no longer a mistake. It becomes a habitual action. God, all, he always gives us chances to repent and get things back in order. He's a grateful God. He's a gracious God. He's a long-suffering God. Yes, he is. But he's a God that means business. Oh, yeah. And so he is calling for his people. I heard the word of the Lord say today, He that hath a, he that hath a ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying on today. Listen up. God wants to do new things in your life. Don't be like Lot's wife, continue to look back and continue to give and feed your flesh because the more you feed your flesh, the more your flesh is going to want to be fed. But God is saying, I'm ready to feed your spirit. I'm ready to give you something new. I'm ready to change the dimensions of your life. I'm ready to increase you and make you great. I am ready to put my hands upon you so I can use you because you are a chosen generation. I have called you out by name. I am ready to, to launch you forward. I am ready for you to drop all of those, those old things. I am ready for you to turn away, come on here, from feeding your flesh all of these fleshly desires, I am ready for you to pick up your life and move forward now. The Lord is saying he is ready for us. And, and one thing about God, he gives us the grace to walk it out. I want you to make that firm decision today. Lord, I am ready for you in the name of Jesus. Let's read Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. He says, remember ye not the former things. Now, the former things are the things of old. You hear me? Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, the former things, the things that are now, the things that are old. No, don't consider what, what was. The Spirit of the Lord says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and a river in the desert. He's saying, see, I am doing a new thing. He said, I'm ready for it to come forth, but I need you to jump on board. He said that if you're ready, then I'm ready, and then I'm going to give you a way out of that wilderness. I'm going to give you a way out of that thing that has been trying to drag you backwards. God is saying, I'm ready for you. I'm waiting for you to be ready. Praise the Lord. When I read that, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I want this new way of living. I want this new life that God has prepared for me. 
But let's talk about some hindrances to our new walk, some hindrances to our new season, some hindrances to our change. Because uh, in order for you to experience a new season and a new day and a new time and a new thing and all things are new, in order for you to experience that, you must change. Change is the act of becoming different. Are you ready to become different? Different is to be distinctive, separate. It's easy to go along with the flow. It's easy to just be like everybody else, but it takes something to be distinctive. Come on, it takes something to step outside of the box and be unique. It takes something to step outside of the box and be unique. God is calling you today. Change is a consistent process. You must commit to this consistent process. Come on. In the name of Jesus, God will give you grace. Never be afraid of change. What keeps us, what hinders us from change? Being inconsistent. Inconsistent. That means you do it today and you don't do it tomorrow. You say you're going to make a change today and then tomorrow you return back to the old ways. You say you're gonna, not going to say that no more or not going to do that no more, but then you wait, and then tomorrow you, the pressure is on. Temptation is knocking at your door. You have peer pressure, but yet you fail to stand in the grace that God has provided for you because your mind wasn't completely made up. Oh, my God. Hindrances to our change. Another hindrance to our change, number one, was inconsistency. You're being inconsistent. Number two, lack of understanding. In, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. If you don't understand the word of God and the mission of why he created you, you'll not understand that God is calling you to change. He is calling you to be that person that stands out because he calls you a royal generation, a holy nation. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So people not understanding purpose. You go along with the flow because you don't understand that there's a purpose for your life. And you can't be different if you're, if you're being the same or following the crowd or following the deeds of the flesh. Number three, compromising values. These are hindrances to our change, not understanding our self-worth, trying to fit in and not stand out. If someone asks you to do something that is against the will of God and against what you know is right, instead of you standing up and saying, my God, I will not disappoint my daddy God, I will not disappoint, amen, myself, because you've got to hold yourself in high value. I don't care who it is. It could be the president of the United States. But if the president asks me to do something according to my value system, I will not comply. That's why you got to hold a high value system over your life. You have to set values for you, for you and your life. Don't just go along with the flow because you want to fit in or because you feel like you, you want to be wanted. Let me tell you something. Everybody don't feel the same way. And sometimes the way you feel is not the way they feel. 
So you gotta you gotta know who you are in Christ Jesus, wanting to belong, wanting to fit, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved, wanting to have a sense of purpose or need, or that somebody needs you, or that somebody long for you. Come on now. The best person that you need to be trying to please in life is God the Father. He accepts you into the beloved and will never ask you to do anything outside of, uh, of the commandments of God. A sense of belonging. Already know that you're special. Already know that if nobody ever tells you, you must already know that there's something inside of you that has value. You are a jewel. Come on here. Isaiah 43 and 1 says, But now thus said the Lord thy created, uh, that created thee. I'm going to read that again. Isaiah 43 and 1. But now thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee. So God created you, and God formed you, O Israel. He says to fear not, for I have redeemed thee and have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Come on, he's giving you he's giving you a value. You belong to God. He said that I have created thee. I have formed thee. Come on here. He says, Fear not. He said, I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Thou art mine. The next thing, uh, hindrances to our change. Is a lack of patience. Sometimes we get impatient. We're saying, God, this thing ain't, I, I, this season ain't changing. I'm not changing quick enough. But listen, you have to be patient. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So we got to wait on God. You know what? Change is a process that happens every day single day. So as you get by yourself and alone, spend some time. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in the Word of God. It's okay to spend some time alone by yourself. You don't have to be with people all the time. Let God be your everything. Come on. We, I want you to long for change. Long for this new life in Christ Jesus. Long for this new season. Long for this new day. Long for this new you to be birthed. God is calling for you to be birthed. He needs you to be birthed for such a time as this. Second Peter 3 and 9, God is a promise keeper. If he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understood slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So listen, he's patient with you. Come on, make that change. Repentance is nothing but a change. God is calling for change in your life. He's calling for you to make a significant change, a change that's going to be forever, not just a temporary change, not just say, I'm going to do this, but yet return to the same conversation, return to the same places, some places you can't go anymore. Some conversations you can never have anymore. Some people you, can, you must not ever talk to anymore because they are a threat to your future. You have to be able to move on 
and keep it moving and go on. Romans 4 and 21 says, And being fully persuaded that when he has, what he has promised, he will also perform it. He's able to perform it. Let's talk about an unchangeable God. God is unchanging. Uh, Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. God will never change on you. If he said he's going to do something for you, he's going to do it. But he sometimes, uh, because we haven't made that, that determination or that decision yet, it hinders him from moving in our lives. And I don't want God to not be able to move because of something that I'm doing. James 1 and 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is an unchangeable God. But he is calling forth change in you. Now, when I was talking about God is an unchangeable God, what he said he's going to promise to you, he will do. He's not going to change his, he's not going to change his mind. He's going to bring you out. He's not going to turn his back on you. But all he wants you to do is make that decision on today that this will be a for real change. This will be a new day for you. This will be a new season for you that all things are going to be new. I'm going to make this statement again that I said it at first. You can't be who you were and who you are at the same time. You're going to have to make a choice. You know, and I also thought about it where you say, well, uh, I was a drunker uh, before I got saved, but now I don't drink no more. But now uh, I may be slipping and sliding and, you know, promiscuous in my body. But listen, I don't care what form that it come in. You can't be... You can't be your old you and your new you at the same time. You can't be light and you can't be darkness all at the same time. You're going to have to make a choice, and I'm going to say it again. Give yourself permission to grow. God is calling for you to come up and to come out. He has graced you in the mighty name of Jesus, and I say the blood of the Lamb over your life today. I am going to pray a prayer over you, and I want you to hunker down, and I want you to go down deep. Remember that you are a chosen one. Come on. God has chosen you. You are a believer. You are his. Amen. Glory to God. You belong to God, Isaiah 43 and 1 says. The Lord has created you. He has formed you. He says to fear not. I am your Redeemer. I have called you by name. Thou art mine. You belong to God. And I declare and decree that you're going to continue to build your house as a spiritual house for a holy and a dedicated, you, unto a holy and a dedicated priest, which is God the Father. Come on, you're going to give everything to him today. Hallelujah, you're going to turn your back on your old ways of doing you're going to turn your back on the slipping and sliding and, and barely uh, 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 making decisions to stay in that place. I'm going to pray, Father God, for the spirit of wisdom 
Glory to God. Knowledge and understanding to come upon your life now. Come on, we're going to thank God. Glory to God that he's going to continue to give wisdom and understanding uh, that it may be available unto you because wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, today, get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Oh, Father God, we pray today, God, that we will exalt wisdom and wisdom will exalt us and bring us to honor and bring us grace and mercy. Father God, I pray for each and every individual that is listening, that we rebuke the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, and we silence every voice of defeat and failure over your life, over their lives. And we ask you, God, to purge every thought, purge every memory, purge every image that was in their minds from things that they should have never seen or never done. Father God, we declare right now for the blood of the Lamb, everything that's trying to oppose the word of Almighty God. Father, we thank you, God, that as they continue to give every thought captive to obey Jesus Christ, we declare a divine alignment. We declare a divine alignment on today. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I pray over my sister, over my brother, to be able to resist the downward pulls of darkness and to release the light and the life of the word of God over into their lives. And, God, open up their pathway. Open up the eyes that they may be able to see, Father. Expose all forms of darkness right now, God. Give them a heart to want to change, a heart to want to do right, a heart to want to please you in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we engage the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Father, I bind up all forms of confusion right now, and we hearken to the spirit of truth, which guides us into all this truth, Father God. And that, God, we shall have the spirit of faith in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, I speak over every believer. I'm resisting all emotional feelings that will derail them from reaching their destiny right now. And, Father God, keep and help them to keep their body under subjection in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father God, that they will continue to renew their mind according to the word of God and to renew their thoughts in the name of Jesus. And I declare, God, that they're able to possess, Father God, all that you have called them to in Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray that there will be a refusal to break under pressure. God, God, that you will give them, God, grace to not be able to break under pressure, to choose to stand and not to fail, God, in the name of Jesus, and be able to flee from all forms of darkness. Glory to God. Lord God, I thank you that they choose to fight the good fight of faith and they'll not be a coward. In the name of Jesus, they're able to stand fast in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you that, that they remain faithful, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. God, I thank you for your triumphant anointing. Oh, God, that they shall possess. Ah, glory to God, a triumphant anointing. Oh, hallelujah, a triumphant anointing. We declare a triumphant anointing. We declare a triumphant anointing right now, Father. They're able to triumph over this darkness, able to triumph over their flesh, God, able to triumph, Father God. Father, your word says for us to submit unto God. Resist the enemy, and he shall flee in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. 
Begin to lift up your hands. There's a grace that's coming to you right now. There is a grace that's coming to you right now. There's a grace, 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 grace to walk in this newness. Grace, grace to continue to walk in this freedom. This freedom, God is calling for liberation and freedom. That you're going to be free from every entanglement. Free from everything that's trying to keep you in bondage. Free from your soul. Free from your mind. Free from all of this entanglement in the name of Jesus. New season, new season. We're declaring new season. We're declaring a new day. All things become new today that your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Mighty God. Hallelujah. All things are possible to them that believe. For the Lord God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so we listen to the things of the Spirit not the things of our flesh, and we cast down every vain imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We plead the blood over our bodies, over our minds, soul. We ask the Lord God to forgive of all sins, trespasses, shortcomings, and he is faithful to forgive. And he casts our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And therefore today we thank God that we walk in the newness and the refreshing of life. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We lift up our hands and we give you glory on today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining Infusion. All things are new. This is a new season, a new day for your life. God bless you. Come on, I want you to pass the word around. In Jesus' name. God bless you, and I will see you next time.